Hello, and thanks for joining today's episode of the Founders Corner podcast, hosted by AJ Prasad. Join AJ as he sits down with healthcare professionals to discuss ways of improving their marketing efforts. As an entrepreneur and proud owner of several seven-figure web-based businesses, AJ has now dedicated himself to helping healthcare professionals in building up their practices. If you would like to contact AJ and become a guest on the Founders Corner podcast, fill out the form on our website. In today's episode, AJ will be speaking with Dr. Pauline Peck, a licensed psychologist that specializes in guiding people to live emotionally attuned and empowered lives. Her mission is to help career professionals navigate the many competing needs of family life, career, and self-care with more clarity, ease, and competence. Enjoy the show. Hi, Dr. Pauline. How are you? Hi. Good, thanks. Hi, AJ. How is... Uh, well, I'm, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't get a chance to do a lot of research. Where are you based? I'm in Santa Barbara, California. Oh, you're in Santa Barbara. Beautiful Santa Barbara. Okay. You know, that's my favorite place, so... <laughs> Well, nice to hear it. yes, I I moved here from lots of different places, but it's it's definitely the most beautiful place I've ever lived. Yeah, it, it is, it's absolutely beautiful. So, uh, so yeah, you know, uh, uh, Pauline, I'm very interested in in uh, in, in talking to you, finding out uh, you know about you, and see uh, if I can help you with some of the questions that you have. So just just for my uh, my audience, so that they have a back, good background on you, could you tell tell us something about about you? So just just tell us, you know, um, about your uh, practice, uh, or anything special. Just 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 tell us so that people can relate to what kind of business that you have you are running. Absolutely, AJ. So I am a licensed psychologist. I have a private practice in California, and I am also licensed in New York. So I have two, you know, I'm licensed in two different states. So I do have clients in New York as well as clients all over the state of California. My private practice is in Santa Barbara, California, and I see a few individuals in person. And I have a number of different specialty areas. My caseload is about half individuals and half couples. And I kind of see the individuals and the couples as on a related continuum. I mostly see people who work really hard in their professional lives and are often very successful, but who find themselves just not being able to find fulfillment in the personal life. And so really struggling with emotional skills, struggling in maybe their relationships or feeling like I've gotten everything I wanted to get professionally, but there are still all these areas of my personal life that I, I haven't worked on. And so I really help individuals, these ambitious, motivated individuals be able to kind of tune into their needs, their wants to work on previous traumas or things from childhood that have been unresolved and are still unconsciously playing out in their lives. And I help them to kind of figure those things out, rework them, and be empowered to be able to move forward and create the kind of life that would be fulfilling, the kind of relationships that would be fulfilling. So I do see, you know, the lots of different kinds of things bring people into therapy with me. So I see things from anxiety, stress, 
um, grief, sometimes a big life change, even positive ones like having a child or getting a new job. Oftentimes those things can be what I call these reflective pauses for people to say, okay, wait a second, let me reevaluate what's going on in my, in my life. So that's kind of mm-hmm. the, the, the work that I do. I recently, you know, coming back from um, maternity leave, I had a child in August of 2020. And when I came back 2021 in January of maternity leave, I got off insurance panels. And so I'm now a completely private pay practice. I also brought on three associates. So I have three master's level clinicians that are working in my practice as employees and I provide them supervision and I'm helping them really define what their niche is as I help them get, you know, through the process of getting their hours and becoming licensed on, on their own. So I've grown my practice tremendously in terms of all of those changes. I'm, you know, currently full and, 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 and doing well in the practice. I'm mostly here to think about okay, what's next? And I would love, love the support and the, you know, your, your expertise in how to carve out what's next for me. Fantastic. So, uh, so first thing, uh, obviously, congratulations on, on your baby. Thank you. and, uh, so I, I can see that that it looks like it, it uh, um, kind of goaded you to make some changes already, right, you know, after you came back um, from maternity leave. So it looks like you made some changes in your practice. So uh, it's an example. You know, while I know that, but just for my audience, do you mind quickly explaining the difference between psychologist and a psychiatrist? Absolutely. So both are doctors, but I like to say I'm not that kind of doctor, meaning I am not a medical professional. So psychiatrists go to medical school and they specialize in mental health. They often work with mental illness and diagnosing and treating with the use of medication. So they would be a doctor, medical doctor with a particular specialty in mental health. While I often work with psychiatrists, I'm a psychologist. I have a PhD in counseling psychology and I work in the psychological elements. I work to help people to be able to, through tapping into their psychology, emotionally and relationally change the things that are going on in their life. Sometimes psychiatrists and psychologists will work together. Um, I've got lots of psychiatrists who manage the medications that my clients are on and we collaborate to ensure that the client is getting the best care. And also some psychiatrists also provide psychological counseling. And I know some who spend a lengthy time not just on the medication side, but really being able to support their clients because they have the advanced education in, in mental health. So that's the, the difference is really in the, in the medical degree and the fact that psychologists do not prescribe. However, recently there have been um, some states that are allowing psychologists to prescribe. I do not want to be one of those psychologists. I will allow my medical colleagues to handle all of that, but um, the, the, the fields are somewhat merging in the sense that now psychologists are, are being in some places given the opportunity to learn more about pharmac- you know, psychopharmacology and, and various medications in order to help their clients in that way. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for explaining it so clearly. I, even like I said, even though I I know that personally. I don't think I could have done a better job. Yeah, thank you. you. Job. Very much. Uh, so, Pauline, now uh, let's uh, let's dive into your 
specific uh, uh, the questions that you that you had for me. Um, so so you you wanted to talk about so so why don't you tell give us the tell me the questions and now I will see what I, how I can answer. Okay, I can't wait. So one of the biggest ones is I really want to be able to work on the business a bit more. Um, rather than working in the business. So I want to work on the business. And I would love some guidance as to how to buy yourself more time. Okay. So that that is, you know, this is such, such a, you know, this is something that's so close to me. So I mean, just like most of the other businesses, you know, most I started from scratch, right, in my own business. And, and just like everyone else in the beginning, you are the CEO, you are the janitor, you are the receptionist, you are every, everyone, right? You are you are it when it comes to business. And I was running, you know, literally like chicken without head for like two years until, you know, I, I, I was, you know, I had, I was a recovering uh, corporate executive at that time. So I, I was almost thinking about going back to corporation. And one day I had, uh, I started to think about what I am doing. So the first thing that I always, uh, so what I did, I would tell you, is I just started to jot down the time that I'm spending on on what, and then I started to circle the the ones that was not really adding any value. You know, it's like you know, returning a phone call and answering something which was not really uh, relevant in terms of you know retention or acquisition or anything. So the first thing, what I did is I, I hired my, I really, it was not easy when you are in the uh, starting your own business. I hired a, a, a personal assistant, right? And said, okay, can you handle all these things? That freed up so much of my time that I could start to think about my business. So I, I would say, uh, sit down and, jot down some of the time that you are spending on 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 what you know it's, it's not like a big thing and you can start to circle and say which activity is adding value to your business if they are not then then you you should um, you know literally delegate it right so so the delegation is probably the best thing that i i can suggest now you have like two three people but those are the clinicians right uh, i don't know if you have a support staff or not uh, if, but if you don't have a support staff, you, you know, these days you can have a virtual staff, but you know, bottom line is just identify the, uh, the things that you are doing, which is not really adding any value to the business, um, and then just delegate them. I mean, that, that, that was, that will be my, my best, you know, the only thing that I had done. And, and, and by the way, I evaluate that every you know, quite often, uh, I would say every quarter or so, again, I do the same thing. I take a step back and say, where I am spending my time on, and does it make sense for me to keep on doing this? Um, and, and you know, a lot of, now I have a lot of support, obviously, so it's very easy for me to delegate, uh, you know, 19 years later in my own business. But But yeah, delegation, I think, is the best thing to do to free yourself up for uh, doing only value-added stuff. 
Wonderful. That's I, my mind is already going to all the things I, I probably can delegate even now. So I, I'm looking forward to making that list. Okay. Connected to that one is one of the things that I do spend a considerable amount of time on is my consultation process. Right now I schedule calls and I, in those calls, I'm working to build rapport, connect, you know, I, I've changed the way I'm doing my calls to now say, I'm the one that's, you know, doing the calls, but I have three others in my practice and almost um, without wanting to turn into a group practice because these associates will only be with me for a certain period of time. So I don't want to change the structure of my entire practice, but I still field the calls and then kind of get them to the right person. And there's so many, you know, sometimes those calls can take up to 30 minutes. Sometimes they still have questions and being able to coordinate and get them to the right place. And having, sometimes I can have anywhere from five to seven calls a week. And if they're taking about 30 minutes, I mean, it's just so much of my time. So I want to deal with the consultation process when people contact me in a more efficient manner. And I'm, I'm you know, I know, I've done a few things of really help my associates communicate and market their niches so that people are more directly contacting them rather than going through me. But I, I still get more calls than any of them get because I've been in practice for far longer and I'm, I'm licensed. And so I'm wondering what your ideas are about not having so much of my week um, have to have these lengthy consultation calls set up that they're not just logistical. It's not something I can just pass off because it is also making a connection with the client, making them feel cared for and assessing whether they're even a good fit for my practice all, all together. Because ultimately, even with my associates, I'll be the one that is um, holding the liability. No, definitely. So, so do you, is this something that they call and then they, you talk to them and then you say, okay, I think that AJ will be the right person and, uh, and, and then, then you tell them that, for example, I'm just throwing an example. I would be the right person and connect with me. Is that what you you know? Uh, is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah, yeah. The people that... usually contact me through my website or through my Psychology Today, and then I'm the one fielding it, connecting it, and making the connection with one of my associates. So, so you know, the what what uh, you still want to have some of the personal touch, like uh, you know, for example. I absolutely hate when I call someone and and I get you know now it's, it's less of it but when you start to get this this phone call you know the answering service where it's like for this you know dial one two and it's like it, it just really annoys the heck out of me so <laughs> I just I had promised myself that if I ever become successful enough to have people. I would never add that kind of phone system. And that was probably one of the reasons I was running like chicken without head in the beginning. Uh, so, but, but then later on, what, what you, what you can do, so you can, you can do half and half, right? So you, what do you, you still want the personal test. So you want to talk to them and you want to tell them that, uh, you know, and do the other consultation, but, but one of the things you could consider doing, uh, Pauline is, uh, after you, after the initial talk, drive them to a, uh, you know, to a questionnaire, right? So, so that you, you can have, you, you know that you have been doing this for so long, you know, what, what are the questions, main questions to ask. So one of the things that could be that 
you know, when you, you talk for five minutes and then say, okay, here is the thing. I'm going to send you this questionnaire. You, if you can just fill it up, you know, and, and, and then submit it. And then, then again, I would love to talk to you after that, because essentially that half an hour call, you can cut it to say 10 minutes. I'm just throwing a number and still keep that personal touch, right? So, so that's what I would do. You, you, what I, my suggestion is that automate some of the things that, that you're doing. The, anything that is repetitive, so you are asking the question, and I'm sure that many questions are, are the same, but when you ask a question, the answer could be much longer, right? The, the, long, the time it takes to answer it. So, so you can automate it, and that is very easy. You know, you can have it added on your website, something that is uh, totally secured, uh, and and then it just comes to you in a PDF format or whatever. There there are so many HIPAA compliant way of ca capturing the information. So that that would be my one suggestion. Always is I always look at automation, and and I look at and see where I can automate. Obviously, without losing that personal touch, because uh, personal touch. Uh, you are very right that, you know, that is, I think, is a backbone of the businesses anyway, that uh, your uh, clients can relate to you. So, so, so consider doing that. I mean, I, you know, that would be one suggestion. And then other thing is, obviously, if you have, but I don't think that seems to be the problem because you are already, you are talking to them, right? Every person spending half an hour or so before you say, okay, you know, here's the here's the right person to talk to you. So I, I would say, see what portion of that you can automate without losing your touch. You you want to have the first touch connection, and you want to be the the again uh, after they have done the homework, uh, or you know, fill up the work for you again. Talk to them. So so those two things you definitely want to do, and in between, so maybe you can cut back your. 30 minutes to 10 minutes, uh, and that could be uh, another one solution. That's something that I can suggest in terms of automating. But but any other way you can automate that, I think that's uh, that is the way to go. Great. AJ, my practice has a few specialty areas with me as mm -hmm. well as with my associates. So. How can I market this in a way that feels seamless, but still highlights all the different things that I work on without spending a ton of money on marketing each one of these specialties kind of separately? So, okay. So, Pauline, this is where, uh, this is interesting because these days, uh, the easiest thing that, so the, your digital marketing makes it much more easier for you to do that right so on the on the website itself you can you can talk about all the speciality and you can organize in, it in such a way that when people are searching for so for example I, you know i'm just uh, i will i will use the medical term because i don't know a lot of the psychological thing but suppose there's a medical practice that is handling both uh, orthopedics and cardiology right mm -hmm. So the website can can talk about those speciality in in really a, a section in it, such that if someone is searching for cardiology, 
they will go automatically to the it you know the the google will will guide them straight to the cardiology section versus if someone is looking for orthopedic it will go to the orthopedic section so your different areas of practice i would say uh, on on the on the website you can you i'm sure that you already have it have a very detailed section of those and then uh, google already helps you so your digital marketing agency should be able to tell you what are the keywords people are using when they are looking for this solution versus that solution versus that solution right and you just want to make sure that for those keywords you are found so it's it is it you know it is still investment obviously but it's not a humongous investment so so that you know and and especially in your case you have like uh, i think uh, uh local but also you you said that your client base is is in, in is like in new york and california right yeah yeah so so again the digital marketing uh, can handle that without you spending a ton of fortune on it so that that would be the ideal thing that you can do the, when you go when someone goes on the website uh number one they should very clearly see very quickly they can see the solutions that you are providing in order the treatments that you're doing and then when they go to that their area of interest it should be as if like there is a website on that you know it's a section uh, that is totally dedicated to it so that they can see the that you have the expertise and all and by doing that like i said google uh, you know people who don't come you know who are looking for your solution google will just guide them directly to that section not even on the home page of your website and then speaking of marketing i am currently running google ads but would love to venture into additional strategies for marketing are there any maybe lesser known tips for marketing that might not be as commonly advertised that um you know to be able to just have more marketing out there so you know one of the things that that you know i always say the social media is, is really wonderful but not not just uh, for advertising so so you can use the platforms to uh, to position you as an as an expert right so you you want to eventually with you know you have all the experience you want to become an influencer really so that people uh, you you know uh, there is a referral that people just tell you when someone asks the, uh, about your solutions so i think that that is something that you should uh, should consider i'm sure that you are already writing uh, there are uh, white papers and all right on on the on the site so you may want to do that uh, and to an extent see what this is what i'm doing right and i'm talking to you and trying to help you uh, because my expertise is marketing i can talk about that uh, using channels like this is always very helpful because because now you you are doing some service definitely you are doing service to people but but those times can is are very you know can become very useful because uh, now in your area especially you can have any any kind of these kind of forums or in, uh, something that you handle you know it can go go viral right uh, so 
and now that you are already doing Google AdWords and all, I, you know, my suggestion is to try to see how you can position yourself as the influencer, as an expert in this area. Uh, and and you know, like I said, the way to do that is, of course, white papers. I don't know if you have written a book or not. Uh, you know, writing a book, uh, talking about that in social media, creating a forum, doing some voluntary work online, because because those are things that can go very viral. Uh, so that 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 would be my uh, suggestion to you. Uh, other than Tons of, uh, see, I'm, I'm become almost someone who started with print and TV and radio advertising in my career. Uh, I'm, I don't like to spend any money on those anymore because just one-time impact versus uh, on digital, something, anything that you do could, everything that you have done on the, on the web last there, right? So every article that you have written, every talk that you have given, anything that, it has gone on internet. Anyone searches for you, they will see that, right? All that information is always there. So it makes a lot of sense, I would say. To, and I don't know. Uh, obviously, I would say white paper is very important. Uh, and maybe you can create a forum where where you have something that, you know, talk to Dr. Pauline for 30 minutes that people can come and, and have their Q&A. Uh, and you can just give them, you know, basic answer. Do something that is going to position you more as, as an expert, and and that will generate, you know, its own goodwill and and through that, its own business. You are anticipating each of my questions because each time I ask, you almost smoothly move it to the next one. Of I, I, I actually, when I I first wanted to um, to be a guest and to seek your expertise, I did not have social media. But since since writing to you, I do have social media. So as I begin, and I've had all sorts of my own. Um, fears and, and anxieties about having social media, partly because of, and I can I can imagine you can relate to this working with health healthcare professionals that we're so used to our work being very much this private confidential thing that happens between you know two or just a few people and moving into the digital space i want to be able to maintain my expertise my legitimacy as a mental health professional and to manage all of that ethically but i also want to be relatable and to as you said position myself as somebody who has a perspective and is an expert in a variety of, of specialty areas. And so how do you suggest that I approach engaging in, in digital marketing and social media in particular? Yeah, so, so you know, on, you see the, if you were talking, so for example, uh, if you were talking about, let's talk the stress, right, or, or burnout. And and you are saying you know here here are some of the things that could be triggering that triggers a burnout and if which is fairly generic but it is still still very specific right anyone who is who, who you know who is feeling burnout will definitely it is going to get their attention immediately so you can always find things that are you know make it more more generic and uh, and then. You know, because I know that when you are when you get into the deep of anything, uh, that which which you do with your with your patient, that's a whole different area. But patient knowing that oh the 
these are some of the things that could be the reason for my burnout. And then you, you can always suggest that you go and uh, go to a, to a, a you know, psychologist to, uh, get, to really identify what are the reasons for it. And, and if you start to think about it, the reasons that uh, your clients uh, come to you, your patients, I mean, every reason is practically you have like, like you know, a white paper, a social media post, right, you know, with thoughtful details. So essentially, again, you want to become a thought leader, right? So, you know, you, you can make it very thoughtful and still know, you know, for example, when I tell you that, okay, uh, social media is uh, is is important. You should you should look into it. Now there's so many social media and and so is it is Facebook good for you or is it TikTok or is it uh, you know LinkedIn? I mean those things can only be done after you know more in depth analysis right for any any business. But but yeah in general uh, I can and and if I tell if I'm telling someone that social media is a the good way to to start to become an influencer in the marketplace and a thought leader, I'm correct. So it's the same thing I, I would say is think about all the problems that your your patients are coming in. And so you'll have so many topics, right? And you can always write something that is generic, but very useful. Uh, and, and, and essentially the best thing to do is pe- people you know, you cannot, no one can read and solve the problem, right? I mean, unfortunately, there are way too many um, uh, literature that I see. It seems like, oh, you know, that will solve your problem. Do you have XYZ? Okay, this is what you do and to solve your, your issue. Now, uh, I mean, I, I'm dead against something like that, right? You, you should always go to a doctor uh, in order to, rather than treat yourself. Uh, so, but and that is something should always be the conclusion. But my thing is that you, I mean, <laughs> you know, with your number of patients that you have seen, and you know what are the the new things trending, right? You can you can almost you would you you are on the forefront. So if you said, hey, you know, we are we are seeing uh, there's a seem to be a lot of issue with uh, the stress because of coronavirus, right? And and how it can it's impacting the life of people. Now, if you are talking in general terms, so long you are not talking about any specific client, that's perfectly okay. I mean, there there is nothing wrong with what you have learned and sharing that. So that that's what I I you know you you have like a wealth of information that you can make it very useful for everyone without compromising any uh, any any detail of any patient any HIPAA issue. Wonderful. Do I have time for one more, AJ? Yeah, sure. Great. So, you know, next steps for me. I, I've shifted the structure of my business. I've grown it. It's all private pay now. I have three employees and I'm thinking about what's next. There's a lot of psychologists that are writing books and some of my colleagues are starting podcasts or developing courses or group programs. I really am interested in diversifying what I'm doing, but sometimes I just get stuck in figuring out what to do next. There's lots of different ideas and it it almost feels like I get 
somewhat frozen in figuring out all the wonderful possibilities, but then not knowing how to proceed. So from your expertise, what are some concrete steps that I can take to figuring out what's next as I begin to do things that are outside of just, you know, face-to-face -face therapy? And part of that is, is motivated by, you know, all the changes coming back from maternity leave is, you know, I, I want to spend time with my family and I'd like to not have it be this, I have to constantly be in front of the client in order to, to be able to have a livelihood and to be paid for things. And so it would be wonderful to have a variety of different ways where I'm getting income somewhere I'm, it's high touch and somewhere it's a little bit lower touch. And so how do I, I've got all those ideas, but how do I start making action towards some of those things? Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, there are a lot of things that, you know, we can obviously brainstorm that, that you can do. But, but one, one thing that I always, uh, that, that is, so right now, uh, let me, I'm trying to figure out how to put it. So, so right now you are getting, you are getting the, your uh, fee based on the hours you put in, right? Yes. So, so see in, uh, it's sort of in a crude term because you're not selling your hours. You're doing something that's very useful. But, uh, you know, just like I had started as a consultant. So it's basically the hours, right? So you're limited to how many hours you can you can work. And, and then whatever money you're going to make is dependent on that, right? So maximum only 24 hours. Uh, and if you are, if you earn whatever, $1,000 per hour, that's your limitation is $24,000 per day. If you don't if you can do that not sleep or, or do anything else so you always what you want to do is figure out how do you increase your uh, your earnings per hour right so so you cannot add any hours in your day but what you can do is is you can figure out how to uh, you know how your one hour of work your the return you're getting is more and and so that is so that that is the first thing that i would say well Definitely, you you need to uh, to identify it now. How uh, an example? You are obviously you are already doing it, right? When you when you hire your uh, these uh, uh, now with with the three clinicians that you have on your payroll, uh, you know, so long the they are generating more revenue than what you're paying them, that is that is a plus, right? Which is your hour of managing that that you are you are doing it on your platform. Uh, you, you know, there's, with your skill, consider something like maybe, can you do, uh, you know, uh, have a forum, right? Or, or you can have people who are uh, subscribers and, and now you are, instead of doing one-on-one, -on -one, you're doing one and, and five or one on 10, right? Which you can always do it on the, on the web. You can make it, the beauty is that you can still make it anonymous you know so so that uh, but someone who is there they will know but other people can can do it so 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 my thing is that is it possible so i don't know if it's possible or not but if you if, if you are doing one on one and suppose suppose there are five people so so you are saying okay i'm doing one on one on again going back to burnout right and if you do one on one on burnout fine it is $500 per hour, or 
hundred dollars per hour, but there will be ten people there. Okay, and and you will be anonymous, but you can always uh, and and again, it's totally relatable. Like one of the reasons I focus my podcast only on the healthcare providers is because you know anyone who is listening, they can relate to it. If if someone with a gas station who owns a gas station was listening to this podcast, for them it won't make sense, right? What what you and I are talking about. So the same thing if you have if if you and and you know me, uh, not, you know your business better. But if it is doable, then yeah, anonymity, no problem. You can you can still do uh, Q and A and everything. But then the advantage would be that you are your earning per hour will go up if you can manage multiple people, obviously, uh, because if you what you want to do, Pauline. You know, one thing that I would. Uh, always suggest, and I'm, you know, this is the discipline I learned from my mentor 100 years back when I first started, when I was a young uh, uh, professional, uh, was that, uh, you know, you want to pick up one thing at a time and you want to just own it, dominate that. So, so don't try too many things. Don't, don't run a podcast and also do this. Just think about you know, the, make a list of one, two, three, four, five, you know, options that you have, right? And then try to, to figure out where you can be most productive. And then I would say, just go for it. And, and uh, you want to become the dominant player. You want to maximize it before you look into something else. Uh, I, too many of my clients I see uh, get really, um, you know, they started. Uh, they start to chase all the shiny objects, <laughs> and then you don't go anywhere, right? Because you are running around uh, chasing one one object, and something new comes up, and they start chasing the, that one. So that's what I would say: is pick up one thing, come up with a plan, launch it, and see. And and in the worst worst thing, worst will happen. Pauline is that you, uh, it won't work, right? You tried something, it won't work. That's fine. You take your learning from there and you move on and, and say, okay, what else can I do? But my thing is that to see how you can maximize your hours, you know, the, the value of the hours. Uh, and then, then you can go from there. I mean, there are platforms, there are, uh, you know, you, 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 can, you can literally create a platform where people can ask questions, you can answer it, it's still personal, right? But, but now you do it, uh, at your time, they don't get urgent, and if there's a if there's an urgency, they can reach out to you. But th then the fees vary. I mean, figure out how within your you just have to start thinking uh, creatively. Okay, and, you know how uh, you can. So I would say that thing. And again, this is I'm I'm assuming that you are happy with your business and you just want to to make the most out of it. Now, if you if you want to be an influencer, you want to be a writer, you want to become famous. Now those are so depending on your goal, right? Once you are, you have your goal very clear cut, then I would say, okay, for this goal, these are the things that uh, that you you can list, and then you start to say, which I'm going to be more comfortable, where I'm more passionate about. Uh, I have always noticed that the things that you're passionate about is generally speaking 
much easier to stick to. And and you already know that you have to stick to the you know it, you seldom have instant gratification, right? In business, seldom where you start something and and you say wow you know it's so successful. It's always like uh, start slowly. So given that, the more passionate you are about something that you want to do, the more you are likely to stick to it and ultimately become successful. I mean, I don't, you know, it's a long rambling answer, <laughs> Colin, just because everything is going to be, it is so personal for everyone. But generally speaking, that's what I always say, uh, try to make your hours more useful, uh, both, both for, for the society and also monetarily. I mean, and and they and I don't see that as mutually exclusive. You should be able to do both. That's amazing. I mean, this was so so helpful. I was feverishly writing notes here, and I know that I will mull over them and glean lots of new insights, even as I reflect on these notes. So I really I really appreciate all of this from from your collective wisdom, AJ. Wonderful. Thank you, Pauline. And by the way, uh, feel free to. Uh, to reach out to me if you have some specific question, right? If you, if you get stuck and say, what did he mean by that? Just feel free to, uh, to reach out to Oliver and we can always have a five minutes meeting. We don't have to have it on podcast and I don't charge by minutes or anything. So, <laughs> so it's, you know, it's just my pleasure to help, uh, you know, my, my, you know, budding entrepreneurs and, and the, the people. Thank you, AJ. I really appreciate that. I will have to take you up on that offer. And thank you, Oliver, for coordinating all of these various pieces to have me on today. I feel really honored and feel just really lucky to get all of these amazing insights from you today. A lot of it made, made sense and was very encouraging. Thank you. Thank you, Pauline. I would love to connect with you. Easiest way to connect with me is to go to my website. It's www.therapywithpauline.com. I'm also newly minted on Instagram. My handle is at Pauline the Psychologist. And so you can find me there with some of my new musings. Um, again, I am available for private practice in Santa Barbara locally and in person, as well as uh, telehealth all over California, as well as New York. I also have three associates with their own areas of specialty. So check them out on my website and also read the blog that I've got. Anything that is interesting and a passion area of mine, I put on my blog that I release at least a few times a month. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Founders Corner podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you are interested in being a guest, be sure to visit our main page at www.gmrwebteam.com forward slash the founders corner.